What is going on, everybody? It is Noah Heron, and you are listening to another episode of the All Our Ways podcast. I want to thank you for joining us. We've got an amazing episode today, how to find a great mentor. No matter what I'm doing, whether I'm traveling and preaching at a church or a conference or some sort of event, I always seem to run into somebody who has this question. And so I want to break it down, go into some detail on how to find a great mentor, how to keep a great mentor, and what great mentors are looking for. That's what today's episode is going to look like. I'm going to hope to do this in less than 10 minutes. So without further ado, let's jump in how to find a great mentor. The first thing that we need to do is we need to narrow the search. A big issue that I see particularly with young leaders who are looking to find a great mentor is they have unrealistic expectations. Um, It's kind of like getting on Google and searching the word mentor when you are trying to search for a real life mentor, right? There's going to be tons of results that pop up and probably none of them are going to help you in your search if you were to do that. We got to narrow the search. We got to type in some keywords, some specifics. And so the first way that you can narrow your search is by having realistic expectations. Um, Chances are, if you're a young preacher, you're not going to get mentored by Rich Wilkerson Jr. or Judah Smith. Uh, So narrow the expectation. Chances are, if you're a young business leader, you're not going to get mentored by Elon Musk or Jeff Bezos, right? Um, We've got to be realistic. And so we need to look for what I call the right Fs, the right Fs. You don't want to look for someone who's famous. That is a wrong F, okay? You don't want to look uh, for someone who just has a bunch of Instagram followers. Uh, The right Fs are fruitfulness, faithfulness, right? Those are are the two really uh, like Christian Fs, but you can apply it to the workplace, to secular spaces, right? Are they good at what they do? And have they been doing it for a long time? Really simple. Are are, are they effective at what they do, whatever area of life that you're trying to be effective at? And have they done it for a long time? I don't want to learn from someone who is effective at uh, picking stocks for six months, right? Like if, if you were really great for six months, you could have just been lucky. But if you were really good at investing and good at the stock market for, I don't know, 20 years, Right? That's a good combination. That's someone I want to learn from. Um, I don't want to learn from a pastor who um, was a pastor for 20 years, but there's no fruit. You know, All the people in their congregation are upset and, and they're always leaving and there's just bad, bad fruit. You know, That's not what I'm looking for either. It, it's a mix of both. I want to look for someone who is both fruitful and faithful. Another thing to keep in mind when looking for a mentor, um, I see this again predominantly with younger leaders, is we typically, we find someone that we connect with at uh, another church, another business, and they're out of state or they're far away from where we live. And I'm not saying that they cannot be a mentor to you, but what I am saying is that 
they will not be an effective mentor to you if they are not local. You need to find somebody local. And so in my life, the way that my mentors are kind of broken down is um, I've got multiple mentors. And what I call the main mentors, the ones that I am regularly around, I am regularly learning from, I have a much more intimate relationship with, those mentors I call main mentors. And those are all local mentors uh, within an hour drive, right? The other mentors in my life, the ones that are far away, most of which are out of state, those mentors I call supplemental mentors. I talk to them maybe once a month, maybe once every two months. And yes, I'm being mentored by them, but it is not a true mentorship. And so if you're looking for a mentor, chances are you will have much better luck with a mentor who lives down the street than somebody that you follow on social media. So look for the right Fs and look for somebody local. Now, how do you get the attention of someone that would be a great mentor? Right? How do you get them to agree to mentor you? Chances are if there's someone that you deem good enough at what they do to be a mentor to you, at least I hope that you have um, high expectations and qualifications for who you want to mentor you, uh, they probably have a lot of people who want their time. They probably have a lot of people um, who are vying for their attention. They've probably got very busy schedules. And so how do you get them to agree to it? A big misunderstanding is that you just go and you ask them to be your mentor. Chances are either you're going to get a no or you're going to get a yes that eventually leads to you not really being mentored by them, not enough time, you never get on their schedule, etc. So my advice would be solve a problem for them. Figure out what is a problem in their life and figure out a way that you can make it easier for them. Um, right after college, I was leading a young adult ministry called The Gathering in Cleveland, Tennessee, and um, I was desperate for a mentor outside of ministry. I already had a couple mentors in ministry, but I was really looking for someone that I could learn business from. And there was a guy in town that I had um, met a couple times, and uh, I knew him more of as an acquaintance, but I also was very aware of his reputation as a businessman and as um, someone who was really, really good at making money. And I was very interested in learning how to make more money because I was broke as a joke. I had school loans and I was on a ministry salary. Some of you know what I'm talking about. And so I was really desperate to get this man, I'm going to call him Tom for the sake of this conversation. I really wanted Tom to be my mentor, but I didn't know how to get his attention. Everyone else was vying for his attention. And so I thought, what's a problem that he has that I might be able to solve? So I started doing some stalking. <laughs> I started doing some sneaking um, on his social media, on his business channels, social medias. And guess what I found? I found that he was really good at making money, but he was really bad at social media. And so what I started to do is I started to make graphics for his social for his uh, company's social media. I started to help with branding. And I asked him 
for uh, a meeting. We, we met at a Starbucks for coffee. And when we showed up for coffee, I didn't show up by myself. I didn't show up just alone and empty handed. I showed up with a whole bunch of solutions for his marketing problem that he had. And guess what? He was blown away. I immediately stood out because here is the key. Great mentors are often being asked for something. They're very rarely meeting people who want something for them. So if you can solve a problem for someone that you want to be your mentor, chances are as you start to solve problems for them, they will start to want to give their time to you. What's a problem you can solve for the person that you want to mentor you. Here is a couple things to do once you get their attention, once you have a great mentor. How do you keep them? Number one, don't talk about yourself. Um, that is the fastest way to lose a great mentor. Do not talk about yourself. You cannot impress them. Chances are the only way you're going to impress them is really to ask good questions and to solve problems for them. Um, you're not going to impress them by telling them what you do or how good you are. Like, like, just don't waste the time with that person doing that. Is your goal to impress them or is it to learn from them? Um, they don't have time for you to do both. So come with questions. Come ready. Come, uh, you know, asking about them. I think of one of my mentors, um, he told me the story of one time uh, a pastor named T.D. Jakes came and spoke at um, their church, and he was a part of the hosting team for T.D. Jakes. If you've never heard of T.D. Jakes, maybe you live under a rock. He's one of the greatest preachers of all time. Um, the man is just incredible. He's widely regarded as the bishop. He's world famous for his sermons and all different sorts of things. And so this was a huge opportunity for my mentor to be around T.D. Jakes. And there were several people who were around him during the length of his stay at this church. And my mentor said that um, it was mind-blowing to him how many people on their team, when they would meet T.D. Jakes, they would say something along the lines of, Hey, my name's so-and-so, such an honor to meet you. I, I am such a big fan. I'm, I'm so, you know, thankful for everything that you do, blah, blah, blah. And, and T.D. Jakes, you know, he, he would say, wow, thank you so much. I'm, I'm so honored. And then if the conversation continued, it was like the immediate next thing to do for one of these people meeting T.D. Jakes was to begin to talk about themselves and what they do and what their role is. And, and then they would ask for a photo that they would post on social media. And it was just this repetitive cycle. My mentor is watching from afar and he knows that he's only got a few minutes with T.D. Jakes. And so you know what he did? He didn't ask for a photo. He didn't talk about himself. He thought the entire weekend about a question that he could ask T.D. Jakes that would cause him to learn something from T.D. Jakes that he would not get the opportunity to learn from anyone else. He thought long and hard about a question. And he came up to T.D. Jakes after one of his sermons and he asked him this question in, in the green room. T.D. Jakes was probably expecting him to ask for a photo. He was probably expecting this guy to come up and try to network with him, but he did not. My mentor chose to take advantage of the wisdom of T.D. Jakes instead of the clout of T.D. Jakes. And T.D. Jakes was so caught off 
by this person's approach that he literally stopped before answering the question and said, you have great wisdom. Okay, that is how you impress a great mentor and that is how you keep a great mentor. The second thing to keep a great mentor, exceed expectations. It's really simple. Um, it's not the motto, if you say it, do it. The motto should be, if you say it, exceed it. Right? If you say you're gonna do one, do two. Um, small ways that you can do this. Uh, I always bring a notebook when I meet with my mentors um, that I write down questions that I'm gonna ask. And so um, after the first time I meet with them, I ask these questions, I take notes throughout the time we're talking. And when I come back, I make sure to follow up in, in regards to the questions that I asked. I want, I want them to see that I'm not just asking these questions, I'm actually doing something with their answers. I'm actually thinking about their answers. It shows that I value what they are saying to me and I am exceeding their expectations even through our conversations. So just, these are just little things, how to find a great mentor, how to keep a great mentor, how to exceed expectations with great mentors. I wish you the best of luck. They're out there. They're probably right down the street from you being faithful and being fruitful. Go find them. Go get a great mentor.